everyone. Welcome back to Space Ace, the podcast all about asexuality and fandoms. Happy Sunday again, because you'll be hearing this on Sunday if it goes up on time, which I have been pretty good at recently. You know, we're getting in the strides. This is episode six. And as promised, today is the Q&A and I have my two friends, Matt and Callum, with me. Hello. Hi, mate. (laughs) I mean, anyone who's been listening the whole way through will recognise Matt from our last episode together where we talked about Delenn. That was fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and I think you're going to come back for like the next character episode as well. 100%. So you'll definitely be a frequent guest. Doing um, uh, drama. Yeah, yeah, I think drama will be the next one. Um, and Callum, this is your first podcast. It is. I'm very grateful and very happy to be here. Lovely. Well, I hope you have a good experience with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, as as I said last episode, today is the Q&A where... I think we're just going to have like a general conversation, but we're just going to record it and share it with the world. Sure, like basically. a sort of uh, short fire back and forth, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I know there's questions. Definitely Matt has questions for me. About oh, there's so many, mate. <laughs> what it's like being ace, because I think where ace is such like an unrecognisable, like people don't know it's a thing. Mm. So mm. And when you find out it's a thing, you tend to have a lot of questions about it. Not even that it's not a thing, but the depth of what it is. Yeah. Because everyone has an idea of what asexuality is, but no one quite understands the depth. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert by any any means, but... And also, there's a spectrum, like... There is a spectrum. Mean, like, that's what I meant by depth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, fair enough. Got my yeah. first dig in. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, um... <laughs> yeah. Like, we're fucking cool. <laughs> I will just put this out now. We are recording this at the very end of my publication date for the novel, so we've had a very good day. Yeah. Celebrations all round, really. Yeah, we're all in and a very it. good mood. Congratulations <laughs> oh, again, Ponty. Thank yeah, you. The last Royalist out now on um, all major oh, platforms. It also, it's all it's sold out on um, Amazon. No, it's got three co- at the moment of filming this. We're filming this, recording this. There's three copies left on Amazon, but we've sold out on Brown's Books and Hive. That's it. Yeah, which that's, is absolutely insane. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, like for, for what? Thank how many? You. How many hours has it been out? Like just like one day. Yeah. That's. It actually got released good. this morning. Yeah. That's. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute madness. Um, but yeah. So back back to the topic in hand. Uh, yes. <laughs> we're, we're not here to to talk about my, my book. Um. <laughs> and well, to be fair, we could link it back because the main character in that is an unconfirmed ace. Okay. It's not a big thing in it, and I think only people who are ace may pick up on it. I think my friend who read it did because she knew I was ace and then she read it and she was like, oh, okay, I made this, they made the like, similarities. Uh, at the end of the day, you write what you know. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said in my previous episode, I don't know how to write a love story because I don't have sure. the same capacity yeah. as other people to feel that. Um, I still want to challenge myself to do that one day. But that leads on to my first question. Oh, okay. Go on, go on. Go on, yeah. this is going to be really me on the spot. Yeah. I mean, sorry about that. If you, if <laughs> this is what the Q and A is for. My first question is: um, you, in terms of um, like television and fiction in general, yes, you, we've always had discussions about um, your. <laughs> the word is ship, where you put <laughs> characters together. Oh yeah. So what I'm saying is, you see characters in fiction, yeah, and you you want them to get together. I do. You know that they're. Um, romantically and sexually attracted to each other, yeah. or not necessarily sexually, but um, Most you know, of the time. yeah. Um, 
and you've always been so pro. Like all the shows you watch together, you're all like, I want them to get together. Yeah. And it's kind of like the question is like, in what? How do you relate that? Because obviously you're asexual. Yeah. So how do you relate to when you see characters on screen, and why do you want them to get together if you're asexual? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If no, you're, no. I, I would assume that's a process of externalization, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's really, it's really hard because it's something I'm still trying to understand myself. Because I, I have always been a big shipper. I mean, my my phone case when we were in six form was it? She said ship, ship. Yeah, like uh, you taught me the meaning of the word ship. When you, first, <laughs> when, when you first said ship, I thought you literally meant something that sails upon the sea. People say <laughs> yeah. that a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, literally. I think I remember being on um, a school trip. I don't remember what it was for. Um, I think it must have been like for Carnegie things. I was with Rianne and that. And we were talking about ships and stuff, and the teacher on the bus were like, excuse me. Like, they were just overhearing conversation, being like, what? What do you mean that <laughs> ship? No, 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 yeah. like, in terms of character ships. Um, yeah, I don't, I've shipped characters ever since I can remember. Like, my two big ones, first of all, were obviously, like, Delana Sheridan and Dr. Rose. They were my two ones. Yeah. And the way I've, like, decided to try and understand is I feel like I kind of live a love story through them. Mm-hmm. It's, right. but it's really weird because I, I don't see myself as them in any means we're very sort of separate entities i can still i can see myself in them but not for not for every ship like i don't see myself in sheridan for example mm. like it's just really weird it's that feeling i presume people get when they see someone is how i get when i see people get together so you you have that romantic fulfillment but not for your own needs through yeah seeing that fulfilled in someone else yeah it's really weird like i'm from an outsider point of view so is that is that an empathetic i really couldn't tell you i don't know um i just know what i feel um i mean prime example was obviously we finished primeval last night yeah. And you know how much I'm a big Abby and Connor ship. I mean, the first thing I did when we finished it was was tweet about how much I, I love them. Fan and fiction. I have been reading fan yeah. fiction since we finished watching it. Um, I don't know. I felt so fulfilled watching them get together. And I still I still don't completely understand why. I mean, I don't know if it's the same for every asexual, but that's how it is for me. Like, there is just some sort of fulfillment seeing those characters get that ending. And it's not even like, I still don't know whether it's something I want like obviously different terms and whatnot like yeah. i won't feel some things as they do and i don't i don't know if i want that life but it's like that's the life i want to want and i, I don't know i just get some fulfillment seeing other characters have that the phrase want to want is interesting could you oh, develop on want, that want, to, want to want want to want is a really difficult one because it is something that i think i've struggled with for a long time because it's it's like you want something like you want to want something but you just don't that's what being asexual is it's like you want to have this at least for me you want to have those feelings you want to be like everyone else in terms of like you want to see someone you want to see someone and think oh they're really attractive i feel something for them but you don't and it isn't even like you can trick yourself into thinking it because you can do but you you don't you can't feel something no you can't feel something that you just don't feel this is the part I really hate about being asexual because I want to be like everyone else. I want to have those oh, feelings. Oh, really? So it's not a comfortable... No, <clears throat> it's really hard. But I think we get that as as, um, as straight people. Yeah. The idea of something. Do you know what I mean? Like, we want to want to have something. Um, I don't think you're, that's you're exclusive gonna ha- You're going to have to asexual. develop on that. What do you... Yeah. As in, say, in, like in an ideal of... partner, you want to have something with them? Yeah. So I just, think so. Just the process of ideation. Yeah, like it's that whole. Um, I mean, that's just human. Five hundred days of summer thing. You, 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 it's the idea of wanting to want something. That's just human Maybe. nature, though. Just 
yeah. idealization. Maybe, but it's. But, uh, uh, well, I, I, it's, it's sorry, a, sorry, I'm just going to say it's a difficult, a different thing for you and I, as opposed to someone say sexual. I would have thought. Yeah, hundred percent. But what I'm saying is, I think we had the same thing. It's not the same thing, but when you when you talk about um, fiction, I think as straight people, we also want that. Yeah. When we see mm. characters on the screen, we also want them to get together. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that differs from how you want. Is it just the idea? No, because it? yeah, I suppose <clears throat> when you and say you and I, straight people, if we yeah. were to want that between two other characters, we we're approaching the subject with some sort of don't know how to word it. <laughs> Is it in terms of like you want them to get together because that's what you want with someone? I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. The, like this, this embodiment of like the ideal romance, which is something we actively strive for. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's having that yeah. ideal on screen. It's seeing other people live that life and live that ideal uh, idealism. Absolutely. It's such yeah. an idealistic thing. And I think in fiction it heightens it because I yeah. think it, not in all cases, but I think in fiction it um, makes it so ideal. So when you're sure. watching it, you're I mean, especially as straight people, we're kind of like, I wish we had that. Sure, because like, obviously when you're coming from it. It's kind of like, I want them to get together. But you don't... Do you want it? Do you not necessarily want it? Well, you're coming back to the want-to-want. Would you want that? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to answer. I've been trying to ask myself this. I don't know. I I don't know. I want parts of it. I just don't want all of it. But I I want to want it. I want to have those feelings. I want to be like everyone else. But Mm. you can't force yourself to feel something. No matter how much much you want to, you physically can't force yourself to feel it it's such a thing because you normally you think about that you think okay if you want something you go after it you go get it Absolutely. but some stuff mm. isn't that simple at all so you want the sort of romantic partner sense of i mean do you want the companionship in, a, in an ideal world i want to be like everyone else and have those feelings and have that um but then realistically i still don't know where i fit where i want <laughs> what i want um because really I suppose this brings us back to the discussion on the fact that asexuality is a spectrum, which was, yeah. I must admit, this was news to me. I didn't quite realise. Yeah, it was news to me. Like, it, yeah. it was only when I was doing more research into it in terms of like the term and stuff. Because I think when people say asexual, you think, oh, okay, you just don't Absolutely. like sex. And it's like, there's mm. no. That's what I thought originally, because that's what drew me to it originally, like hearing the term and hearing that meaning behind it, thinking, oh, okay. Because my initial reasoning for being ace was that I wasn't, worried about having sex it didn't you know when some it's that pressure of, i've got to lose my virginity by the time i'm this mm. age and blah, blah, blah. it's such a like a trope i guess it's such a trope yeah. in our society i was never fussed by that and at first it was kind of just like a pride thing it's so bad but at first it was more like oh i feel so special because i don't want it and i i'm better than everyone else i can control my instincts i can control my human urge and i've got other things right. to worry about as first i thought that's what it was, it was just me being stubborn and thinking i've got other things to do i've got time to waste on this but now it's very much like no i actually just don't just don't want it i'm just not fussed sure okay yeah yeah to be fair i mean yeah <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> i mean yeah but i mean going back to that idea of um wanting to want and you said you feel stubborn um we, we touched about it on the last podcast um <laughs> The idea of like um, character in um, fiction. Yeah. Sorry to give you back to fiction, but um, no, continue. Um, um, all the characters that you, specifically you, Bronte Henwood, like, uh, seem to be all the characters that you actually they seem to be aspired from 
but all the characters you aspire to be are quite stubborn characters in general yeah. their personalities they're not in that they don't care about sex they don't care about relationships they don't care about romance so i'm saying is do you reckon you've has that influenced you or is that too offensive a question do you reckon they've influenced no but that? this is a good question do you think you were drawn to them because of these qualities or do mm. you think it was these qualities that have had an influence upon you that's a much better way of putting it yeah i mean I try. I, it's very much i think that's very much like a nature nurture question isn't it it's sure. like are we born stubborn or do we develop stubbornness through our yeah, environment absolutely I really don't know how to answer things because I was exposed to fiction from such a young age. Like I was watching Babylon 5 from the age of five. Like at my prime development age, I was watching characters be stubborn and do all that. So I think it might be more nature in terms of like, yeah, I was exposed to that quite young and I'm maybe just drawn to that. But then, a bit, and then it's because I'm naturally stubborn. And there must I be, yeah, know. and there must be a reason you singled out these characters. Yeah, I think definitely when I was younger, I think they were people that I looked up to in terms of i think it was their values where they went about life how they saw the world i thought you were going to say something there well because the thing is you, you see yourself in characters i do we will do but so it's kind of like we all do i don't think i do do you know you're the odd one out yeah. i am the odd one out i've never looked at an on-screen character and thought this is me see but really here's, here's the thing i will say though because no 100 i've never but, felt like that that's because, really I mean, we're all very complex, very individual people. I've never looked at someone on the screen and thought this, this encapsulates my being. Not even, no, but not in like a, in a, a smaller sense, like... Um, Sorry. Right. Uh, you see someone on screen, you go, wow, I'm a little bit like that person. I don't think I've ever had that. That's really... I'll that is whole episode on this, because I think it's really strange. I've been... I've always rated characters more than real, pe- real people. Uh-huh. This is, I think... I'd say the same thing. Yeah. 100%, yeah. I mean, I think, especially when I was growing up, it was just, it was just me and my and my head and my values. And I think I felt so different to everyone. I was not just being ace in terms of other reasons as well. And characters were that safety blanket of, I'm not alone in the world because they're like me. Obviously, they're not real people. I understand that a lot more now than I did then. But it is that, having that... Um, I don't know. It's not companionship. It's just that comfort of you're not alone in the world. Yeah, it is comfort. And it must be very, very um, reassuring to find that sort of similar mindset in Mm. someone else. Yeah. In fiction. I mean, when I watch fiction, I find characters that I would aspire to be like. I find tropes of their personality that I think Mm. this is very interesting and I would almost like to embody that. But I've never found anyone that I've sort of thought this embodies me i feel like it's now That's... my challenge to write a character who you relate to i feel like this is my next Please challenge do. this sounds very interesting <laughs> mate, to be, but then you would have to sum up my being as a whole and mm. to be fair mate that that is really interesting because so... I, I think most people can see themselves in someone mm. on screen like or in book form like in fiction. i don't know because i think we're all very complex our personalities are non-linear, where they spark off in different directions, and I think they're never going to encapsulate you in a fictional character. Wouldn't yeah, you agree? True. I would agree, yeah. But I, I think there's always something that you can find in someone who's like, yeah, mm. I'd do that. Or, yeah, oh, hang on, yeah, that's exactly what I'd do. Or, hang on, yeah, that's that's exactly how I'd feel. That's exactly so I, what I, I, I mean, would... but you're talking of very narrow, like, reactions to a circumstance. I kind of get that, of course, but... Now I'm racking my brains to think if I've ever related to a non-screen character and I really can't think of... But then here's my question for you, though. Mm. Like, you never related to a character, which is... I think it's really strange, but fair enough. Um, have you then 
never struggled with like relating to people around you like have you always had people around you who've been like you at least in some capacity so you don't have that isolating feeling of oh it's just me in the world yeah, I mean, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my best mate yeah oh. no it's true though yeah i mean absolutely you yeah. will, you will always find like-minded uh what's the word like-minded and um similarly spirited there's a people who there's see the world in the same light absolutely but i wouldn't say that they were a reflection of my inner being and everything that i stand for as a person i think you will always find elements of yourself in other people but you will never encapsulate who you are as a whole in someone else because every person is a very complex summary of different things yes and yeah. i don't think that can ever be replicated no i don't think completely but um i do think that i don't know i don't know if what i'm saying makes any sense no, at it, all. Does. it does it does mate i mean obviously in fiction you're never going to get a the perfect character and b the uh the person that's good you're going to be like that's me i mean you can find elements yourself mm. in a character but i you, mean you'll never see you'll, you'll never be like hang on a minute like this is what I'm saying to you because I feel like a lot of things that you yeah sorry aspire I kind of, to be I hijacked your point but yeah, no. but I'm I'm just saying because like, because I know you really well mate and mm. I I know that like a lot when when we watched back, when we watched uh, B five I saw so much of you in, in um Ivanova did you and Delen it was oh like a mix of the both and I, and I just thought you watched this at such a young age and I and I kind of think maybe you were um influenced by that subconsciously yeah. no, or no, no. not you just you saw it and it, it kind of tightened your upbringing because i know you, about getting personal well your upbringing is a, is uh is a weird one mm. if I can't, you know, too much detail but <laughs> you know what i mean it's... yeah i mean i was gonna bring this back come you remember a level psychology mm -hmm. do you remember when we did the study about the bobo dolls yes yeah, so. yeah it reminded me of that bobo what you dolls. just said oh so you, you didn't do it um, you weren't there, man. <laughs> um, oh yeah, we we went to school together. In case you can't guess, um, Bojo dolls. Yeah, so no, we we Not looked Bojo at dolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. We looked at a study where um, the scientists were like tracking these kids and like showing their behaviour, and like they basically there was two group two groups. One was shown a video of an adult going into this room and seeing the doll and hitting the doll. And like being really violent with the doll, and the other one showed the person being really like nice and like you know just normal around a doll. And then afterwards, they put the children in the room with the doll, both control groups, and the children who watched the violent video acted in the same way, and the children who watched the peaceful video were acting the same way. So is that very much we're very influenced by what we see, especially at a young age. So I do agree with what you said, definitely. I think me watching it at such a young age probably did impact me just very subconsciously. Right. Yeah, what you said about the the Bodo dolls? Bobo dolls. Sorry, Bobo. <laughs> that whole I think of like there's two brothers and then like there's an alcoholic father. One develops a trait of the, the alcoholic father. One goes on and does their own thing. Mm. Is it a similar thing to that? You can yeah. either you can either you, is it the thing that you've um you've chosen that life, or you've been so influenced and the environment around you has been so influenced by one thing that you. I mean, you're very much going down a nature and nurture path with this. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I guess I do, that's kind of where I'm going. Is it is anyway. it nature nurture? Is it is it environment or is it? I mean, we are very new to asexual, like asexuality. But do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's such a broad spectrum. It's kind of like I mean, is I, there a nature I would imagine that there's it? a very much a nature element of it. Would there not be? 
See, I, I, I'm always going to fight for the fact I think it is nature because I was never um, around people that weren't romantic in some capacity. Like, I was brought up on, like, those TV shows. Yeah. Shipping those characters. I mean, you know, Babylon 5 is a really good example because I was shipping Delenn and Sheridan when I was five years old. Um, mm. I was around people like that. Even if it wasn't always happy relationships, I still saw them. But from I from the youngest of ages, I remember not wanting to kiss anyone. But I mean, in terms of like you know how you kiss your parents on the cheek, mm, I didn't yeah. even want to do that. From the from a really young age, I have vivid memories of just going, I don't. See, this is interesting because it bring, it makes me think of a conversation we were having another day about crushes, mm. and when you had your first crush. Yeah, as a straight person, when did you realize that you liked girls? Yeah, I was going to ask this question. Please tell me more. I perhaps that's a big can of worms. Um, <laughs> I could you, perhaps, you go, you go. I mean, it obviously depends how we delineate the word crush, but um. Yeah, so, how would you define crush? Would be my first question. Like, what are the feelings that you get when you have a crush? To be honest, to me, a crush is someone you know you're never ever gonna get with. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't say that. I don't think that defines a crush. I think a relationship can begin with a crush. I guess to me, um, again, it's my my personal experience. Sure, continue. A crush is like a pipe dream. Mm. Um, it's like um, you see someone, and you almost fantasize and you ideal yourself with this person. This I can but, agree with. But you, but you never actually fully, in a realistic sense, see yourself with that person because you think they'll it, never, yeah. they'll never fucking like me. This is this is, yeah. There's no way this is ever gonna happen. But there is that two percent in one that it could, and you'll do everything you can to kind. Of, you've been there. We've all been there. We, um, obviously, we well, <laughs> well, we've all been there. Oh, apart from you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm funny. No, 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 but... no. I will. No, no. I will add to this actually because I have had those feelings, and I've been in that situation, but not in the same yeah. same capacity as you have. I have been in a situation before where. I have felt very strong feelings towards someone, but not in the moment, not not in any sort of romantic sense. It was very platonic, and you have that percent of you where you have this idealist of what you want from them, and you know deep down you're not going to get it, but you still, like I said, you you find those loopholes, you find that two percent, and you try and go for it for that. But in your head, you know it's never going to happen, but you still want it. So I have had that. I know but when you say platonically, yeah, what were you hoping would happen? Just to strike up a friendship, or yeah. That's... Yeah, yeah, it was, it was I'm not I'm not gonna go into it here. Um, oh, this is the perfect place. Yeah, to go now we're into now it. we're curious. It's a what, really what a complicated situation. I think this is the perfect time, to be honest. No, it's a really complicated situation that I I'm not gonna talk about in the podcast. We're all friends here, mate. We're all friends and now we're curious. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not still not still not telling you. But yeah, it was yeah, it was a Okay, but then now, <laughs> this you, point, now that you've said that, once we press stop, I really want to hear about this. At, at, the, at this point in the podcast, me and Cam look at each other discerningly. <laughs> And we're like, hang on a minute. Hang right. on a sec. Now we right. want to know. Hold the phone. Now your whole audience yeah. is like, hmm, I wonder what she could be alluding to. No, it's just, you know, it's like those people that, it was like the friendship thing. Like, you know, those people where there's just, there are things like that get in the way. And like you, you think that you could be really good friends, but there's always going to be something getting in the way of that. And you just have this idealism. I think it was more as well because... At the time, there weren't many people around me who were like me. Not in the such a way, in terms of like the way that mm-hmm. you see the world. I mean, I've always felt very isolated in the way I've seen things. I think majority of that was from the ace side of things. 
because obviously everyone was at one point was so obsessed with trying to find a girlfriend, a boyfriend. And I'm like, hello, yeah. other important things in life. Um, That's why I, I think um, our friendship as well, because I mm. think we're very 50 50. 50% aside, we see things exactly the same. Yeah. We love the universe. We always say we're going to get cryogenically frozen. <laughs> older. <laughs> If, if this happens, we've said it here first, but we're going to be frozen in t- about 10 years and we're going to go see the future. In the prime of our and lives. And I most certainly will not be. You can carry on our legacy. Yeah, you can. Sure, yeah, I'll you, tell people the real story. You can carry the banner. <laughs> You've got plenty of stories in there. You can keep yourself occupied. <laughs> we can write a book. Exactly. But then this is but interesting. This is the, sorry, this is the 50% side. So that part, and the other side, at school, like when we when we um, first met by the radiator, I was very much. Um, I mean, my. I mean, I think most. Again, about the sexist. I think most boys, around that age, were very girl centric. They were. I, I know. I yeah, was. a very like relationship, like everything in high school. So sorry, exemplified mm. that word. Except, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it was amplified. so um, amplified. That's the one, and um, and I and I, I Callum was as well. And I think you missed that and in a good way, maybe, because you can concentrate on other things. Whereas me and Callum are like, oh, fuck, like this girl won't talk to me. Do you know what I mean? It's that, it's that whole... Um, but then when yeah. you and I met, I remember, was it year five, we sat on the same table together? Yeah. I would say we were the same. I don't think I particularly thought of girls. I would say we were in the same mindset when we met. Yeah. I'm we were children, of... but... Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, but like... I guess, but you still have the whole harmless... Don't you playground crush? Don't you? Yeah, oh, I mean, I had plenty, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't believe it was really a factor. I mean, we were just talking about. I think we did talk about Doctor Who, didn't we? Oh uh, yeah, that it was very big at the time, and yeah, mm. of course, you, I was you in said my something state. There about um, she said um, yeah, crush. She said plenty, and I think that uh, that kind of shaped us. And I think with with straight boys, uh, it's maybe from the ages of maybe like even I say even far back as. 10 to about 17 we are we fall in love with whoever got smiles at us especially i guess kind of the sure, out, i mean outcasty I, I types yeah and i will say it's the speaking, kind of outcasty types isn't it it's kind of not, not the popular the, the guys in school yeah the, we we kind of tend to fall in that category of like oh my god she smiled at me oh my god yeah. But I brushed past her on a corridor. <laughs> oh, wow. And I will say, speaking I love of... her. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's... it's I mean, and you saying... Crush. Yeah. Sure, and like you saying shaping us. I will say who I am now and my experience in life have wholeheartedly been shaped in a large part by my exes, you know? Mm. The experiences we shared, who they were as people, you take, yeah. you harbour that, you take that with you in life. 100%, yeah. Yeah, and... um. You know, you remember who they were as people. You remember what attracted them to you to them as people. Mm. And um, that's a big deal. I think that's really affected me as who I am. And I think it's part of growing up. Absolutely. You almost forge your own yeah. character through that that um, join with another spirit oh, almost. Easily, yeah. 100%. Yeah. See, that's, that's, something, that's something that... I was going to ask you about anyway because obviously you said about how they shape you and stuff. I've always wondered about that because I haven't had that experience. Obviously, mm. not even people who are straight, gay, whatever, even if they want that, then they don't get it until later on, which, you know, is fine. It's just ha- what happens to them. But, like, for when you've been with people, like, do you think it's changed you? Obviously, hopefully for the better. But like, I just think it's really strange how like, you can have that and it can change you, whereas I haven't. It's like, well, what would be something that could change me? 
I think it's such an yeah. interesting comparison. Mm. Exactly. I, I, I'm with Callum. I think, again, I don't know if this is, um, I, think, I don't know if it's just from a guy's point of view from that age, but I think a lot of what, came from high school crushes and relationships in general at such a young age. I was going to say... Defined or, or built around that character, but as an asexual person, especially... But I don't, you didn't even know you were asexual at school. So I guess no. the question is... That's um, what was late. Do you think um, you could be defined by a relationship as an asexual person? As a self-confessed asexual person on the spectrum? Could, could If you met someone... Um, who had an intention of like I really like her? Mm. Do you think you could? Do you think you'd change as a person to fit mm. their mold? Not even to fit their mold, just yeah. kind of. I don't. I, I mean, no one, about... no one, no one should change who they are to fit someone else's no. mold. No. That's not what I'm trying to say. No, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. And also, I've noticed that you two, very much through this whole podcast, have spoken in school when we were in school in school you mm. two are very much school based in your discussion obviously we haven't been at school for a while and i find that very interesting that your go to is back <laughs> in school well, it's just good examples yeah. isn't it no but I, I of course it's... we've lived a whole lot more of life you know out why? of school no go on why i think it's because at school especially high school I, i'd say again between the eight not 11 and 17 but i think maybe from year 10 to year 13 i, I think that that peak high school you think everything is so important you think every friendship and relationship is so important at that age and See, when you when you leave school you realize hang on a minute that was fucking worthless like when you look back you think hang on a minute 100%. all those all those girls all those friendships that i thought are, that were like set in stone that they don't actually mean a thing and Absolutely. then when you leave school i think that affects your relationships and as an adult See, i don't know if that's sorry i don't know if that's as well with, with asexuality, because obviously you didn't know what you were at school, but in terms of being straight, I think that affects, I don't know if you'll agree, I, don't, I think that affects your relationships in the, as, as an adult. I'm going to have to strongly disagree with you there. Maybe this is a very subjective viewpoint, but I had a terrible time at school and I really feel I've grown more as a person and I've gained a whole lot more life experience since leaving school, particularly in the last few years, as opposed to when I was at school. And maybe this is a subconscious effort on my part to distance myself from school because I had a terrible time there. Oh, I loved it. See, this is where we differ. Yeah, see? But, um... <laughs> see, I was the you, see, this is the thing. You two very much are referring back to school, referring to the things you did at school. This shaped me, this built who I am today. Whereas I, personally, would formulate who I am today through everything I've done since school. Because to me, school is a very artificial environment. It's a very artificial placing. As I always say, you don't have <laughs> friends at high school, you have acquaintances. Because once you leave school, yeah. these people that you thought were friends were just people you happen to be in a close environment with through sheer chance. You walk See, on the same ground Sorry, every can day. I say, I yeah. get yeah. this, but I'm still in contact with the majority of people yeah, I was friends Yeah, again, we're very different in this regard, aren't but we? But then I, I, I had a fucking shite time at school from the ages of... From year seven to year, I say year 11, 10. See, that's when we and started it, talking more. But w yeah, but I think oh. what's, what's interesting <laughs> is the fact that my high school, better high school time, picked up from when I was virgin on adulthood. When you met me? Yeah, well, 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 when I met you both. Those are my best years as well, to be fair. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know why, but sixth form felt better than, than I mean, what, that's a very the, good reason the, why, but I don't know if I can. 
Well, I mean, we got both, but we will go for bullied. Let's not be frank about it. We okay, like, if we're going to say this, then yeah, most of the twats that we were forced to go to school with yeah. left. They went off to do Is college. That, it's interesting that, as, as, because I'd say you are sort of an adult in sick form. But well, not really. I mean, depends. Kind by, of. Depends by which you do. Kind at of. At what age do you define becoming an adult? I've 16 or 18. I think, like, or 18. 21 if you're Depends American. Depends on the person. Yeah, I, I, I think 18 is like the kind of... I suppose you, you are 18 adult. in sick form, aren't you? But only for the last portion. But we I weren't. think in terms of... All three of us weren't. We were adults for most of sixth form, like more year 13. Yeah, but I think I suppose... in terms of the biggest spectrum, I'd say sick form because I think you are treated a little bit, not as much as college or in the apprenticeship or in the workforce or, yeah, or uni. I think if uh, from 16 you are treated more of an, uh, as an adult. But what I'm saying is, uh, does all that experience in lower school, or even bullying, or even um, being picked on or hounded, or even by society, does that affect your sexuality? Do you think? I, I don't, don't think know. so, personally. I still think that sexuality is very much a nature thing. But do you? When we... Yeah, I do. Sorry, go on. I actually know. I actually, I would agree. I think. It very much, it depends on the wiring of your I mean, it, it's just yeah. me referring back to what I said earlier about how I wasn't, obviously, I wasn't exposed to asexuality. It wasn't a thing. I was probably the only one in school who was asexual. I mean, mo- I don't know for sure. I'm not going to say I was, but most likely. Because yeah. there was not someone I came across who didn't think about oh. someone romantically at least one point in their life. Obviously, you didn't speak to everyone. Um, but I think it's very much nature. I mean, I do want to do a whole episode this, so I won't go too much into it. But I reckon it is that. And also, you have the people who... Especially the ones who are like, who are gay and they really have to come out because like no one they know around them is gay. And it's like, well, surely, if it was nurture, if you were never around that, you know, subjected to that, surely you would be straight like the people sure. around you. Sure, I mean, I agree with you. I hundred percent believe that it's due to the wiring of your being. Mm. But uh, I mean, I'm fifty fifty because I don't know if it's just because we were the school we were at, and I think it was especially in lower school, it was cutthroat. It was a very cutthroat school, especially for us. I don't this know is, why. So this I is mean, why we will have different opinions because I wasn't but bullied. I was to a be lucky gay, one. even to be gay, was seen as a, as a, like remember I, I used to get called gay all the time. You were you either gay or you were dating me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I, I hated the fact that people kept calling me gay. I was like, it was such an like, insult when we were in school. It was, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was. It's an of course, insult. I mean, when you're a young child, I do you think that's shaped sexuality? Uh, people saying like, right, are you? gay boy or whatever like are you no. that's a derogatory term now but i think when we were in school i mean it's only what like uh six ago. seven eight years ago when we were in lower school even back then to be gay was also a social sin mm. so i'm saying he's like it's a sin. Well, it, that's a yeah. great show by the way it is oh, a great show great, cracking plug joke. plug plug yeah <laughs> but like um it's asexual wasn't a thing at school no. it was either you were gay and yeah, you were but hounded on, but like, even like if you weren't is, or weren't. If you should education, and which is why I'm very conscious not to keep referring back to school. Can I just add one more right, thing? Okay, I think yeah, one of the reasons sense. that, that I mention it more is because obviously I think schools where you're most um, vulnerable. No, you're most exposed to relationships in terms of you have all yeah. these people around you. Obviously, it depends Again, on I the people disagree. there, and I think it just depends on the people there. And like, I think for me personally, it's in that everyone at school was so obsessed with getting someone having that first date having that first kiss that it was it was those defining moments but then when i left to go to uni obviously it was still a big thing but it was more like we're going to focus on being adults now and also people have done it 
had been done it in high school. Yeah, but it, for me, it was definitely more the case of when I left to go to uni and I just left that environment, people, obviously, they were still fussed. Like, I went out um, on a few nights out with people I lived with in fashion. It was very much, oh, he likes you, he doesn't like you, you know, the whole yeah. trivial stuff. But it, it wasn't a big deal. You talk about the night out, you get home and you get over it. It yeah. wouldn't be like school where it was lingering but, in the air. But that's my point. Um, you feel like you you miss out like, for a good reason because you thought you can concentrate, uh, concentrate on other things, mm. and then you said you disagreed with it. Elaborate. Disagreed on what? Sorry, on the whole high school aspect of um, uh, sexuality and relationships and the fact that we no, yes, because it. you said uh, relationships were very strong within high school, and that's what I disagree with. I think high school is full of pseudo relationships. Oh yeah, I don't believe. I mean, obviously, yeah. some people they do stay together from high school, but I know it's very yeah, it's rare. a rarity. I think high school relationships like, again. Yeah. This this brings me back to what I was saying earlier that in high school you have acquaintances rather than friends. Mm. Yeah, I think high school is a very unnatural environment. Yeah, mm. I agree. And I think no real relationships can be formed there. I suppose we all know we spent a long time on that's a question for you. Perhaps you have some questions for us. Yeah, sorry, that was a long school question. That's all right. I well, mean... I've got other questions that aren't of old school. That was just like one. We yeah, kind of, we perhaps, kind of... perhaps to take a variation if you have any questions for us. Yeah. Um, I mean, my main question was about the crush. I've always found that really interesting. Um, obviously, we've... I'm not going to go back into that because we've answered that pretty well. Um, I know, hang on. You ask me another one and then I'll think of another one. Um, so I feel like there's a lot I've, more you need to know about asexuality than I used to do about being straight. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I've, I've got loads. I mean, in what do you, what do you where do you think you fall on the spectrum of asexuality? Because you said I remember I heard your podcast with um, I think it was Steph, mm. um, and you talked about a uh, spectrum and there was aromantic and and asexuality. So which uh, what defines what? And also, where do you fall in terms of either one? Um, so the, the the romantic side of things, you have like aromantic, biromantic. That basically where you falls on the romantic spectrum. Biromantic. Yeah. That would so, be. I suppose you could imagine yourself as romantically attached to either man or woman. Of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, done. yeah, yeah. well done. Yeah, gold, <laughs> gold, gold star for Callum. High five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the romantic side is more like you kind of have to split up a relationship. Well, because obviously for you, I guess it comes as one thing. But imagine it being split in two. So like you have the romantic thing, which is when you see someone, it's that it's that physical, but just romantic attraction. Like you want to go up and you want to kiss them and you want to hold their hands and you'll be close to them. But it's everything basically apart from sex. And then you have the sexual side, whereas you see them, you're like, I want to sleep with you. It's, I mean, I don't know. Do you have that difference when you see someone? Like, do you have that difference between like, you just want to go up and, and get to know them and have that, Thing, or then do you just see them and go, no, I want to sleep with them? Well, for me, sex is an important part of a romantic relationship, so I don't think I can create that divide between the two. Okay. I think I think you can, in a weird way. There are, I think, um, being straight, I think if you were, say, talking to a girl, or, or a boy, if you're a girl, boy. Yeah, but you just said it's straight. <laughs> no, but if, you, if you're a girl, I think it applies to both okay, girls sure, and boys. Okay, sure, yeah, carry on. Um, uh, if you were talking to for a while and you got to know them either, I guess it's like technology, like over online or or you met them once and you were kind of talking, I think you can easily differentiate if you want a sexual relationship and if you want a romantic relationship. I would say the two are the same for me. See, I grew up yeah. thinking that they oh, were the enough. same thing. This is what really threw me when I first did like knew about asexuality because 
I thought it was just one thing. That's why when you first learn about it, you think, oh, okay, it's just people who don't want to have sex. And you lump it all into one category. But when actually when you split it up, because there are some people out there who they are romantically attracted to either the same like sex or the different one doesn't really matter but they'll have they'll have those feelings in terms of they'll have like the the jitters when they see them they'll want to hold their hand they'll want to kiss them and all that but they won't want to have sex with them like yeah that's the difference no, so, see, that, that's that's what i'm saying yeah i think in it, i think straight's the same thing i think really yeah you, what you've you've so you're telling me that you've had the jitters you've wanted to kiss someone but you wouldn't go as far as to sleep with them yeah Really? I, I think you can differentiate sex and and intimacy to see, I a dis- relationship. I would 100%. disagree. I would disagree in my own experience. See, I think yeah. it's very much dependent on the person. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's individuality. I, I don't think this is like a straight thing. I think this is dependent on the person. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think um, you can easily like if I saw if I was as in, if I was talking to a, uh, a girl, and um, I, I I developed a um. A mutual sort of um like i want to get to know you kind of thing whereas if i was say on a dating app mm. on tinder or you know um and it was I just kinda, flirt i kind of get and what you we mean met I feel like... without talking intimately uh, and without talking like um uh deeply about stuff i get what you're saying i think what you're saying is that you, you can, can differentiate the evil one i think i think what you're saying is you can have a sexual relationship without a romantic relationship but i don't think you can have a romantic relationship without the sexual relationship just as a straight person oh what yeah no i agree with that yeah if you if you're romantic with someone you've got to have yeah yeah a hundred percent i think that's a given i think it's a very like yeah tender very important way of displaying love to each other i i agree I think I think sex is a massive Im- importance. I think it's great. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it means it, it hits my eye every time we talk about it. But um, no, but I think every, um, every time we do it, <laughs> Matt just Literally. cries for about half an hour afterwards. Uh, I can't even lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's an emotional time, okay? It's an emotional roller coaster. There's, there's nothing a lot better than crying after sex. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think... Um, I think... <laughs> I think... I think um, Callum is right in saying you, if you're romantic with someone... Um, <laughs> I oh, behave, mate. This is a podcast. <laughs> I think if you're you asking the question, if if you're romantic with someone, mm. and say if you're seeing them or in a relationship, if you didn't have sex, I think that'd be weird. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? If, if, but then that's if not the to sex... say that asexual people can't have relationships. No, I very much know. No, that no, they no, can. no, no. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think with, with straight people, I think the sex comes al- not alongside it. No, I, I would think say, I would say alongside. Yeah. I think it's a very important part of I a guess, healthy relationship. I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess alongside. But I, I think if I was, for me personally, if I was romantically invested in someone, and I was like, I'm in love with you, and say um, the sex wasn't great, or if, if we didn't have sex a lot, that wouldn't necessarily ju- uh, take away from the feelings I have for that person. Right. Would you disagree? 
I would disagree in a sense. I don't know if I could be in love with someone if I wasn't sexually attracted to them. See, this. But I think that's see, a different issue, though. No, but that's about attraction, not yeah. about. But love um, is attracted based upon attraction. See, this is why I think you need to stop there because one thing people forget about asexuals in general is that they just assume that they don't want to have sex. But the difference is some asexuals really enjoy sex, but they go with the label because the difference is they're not sexually attracted to someone. They won't see someone and think, I want to sleep with you. Yeah. But sometimes they still will because they enjoy it, but they don't have that initial attraction to do so. Mm-hmm. That's so where the do difference. you fall? Oh, this, is the, this is a million dollar question. Where do you think you fall in this? It's difficult. It is a million dollar question because you never elaborated on where you actually fall in this spectrum. Well, yeah, because of... we, we went on to... I elaborated onto my question for you because it all fell nicely together. Exactly. So, but, would you now say, we're, but now we're coming back onto you. <laughs> would you feel sexually attracted to someone, even if you're not romantically? Obviously, not you're asexual, but I guess that's a stupid question. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you were romantically involved, like you didn't necessarily want sex, mm. but they did want sex, how would you broach that? Broach, yeah. How would you compromise? I think it depends on the person and the situation, honestly. I mean, it's something that, I mean, I think we've talked about before. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to trying because it could still be the sense of I don't mind it or I actually enjoy it, but I don't have the need to do it Mm. because that's a big thing. But I think it would depend on the situation and the person. But then I've never been in a situation where I've been attracted to anyone romantically or physically. So it's a really hard question. Um, I just I don't know. I've never had that that drive. I've never had that need, um, like physically or romantically. Like as much as like go back to, like, to the want to want thing. I have wanted to want it, but you just you just don't. And I don't want to label myself yet because it could still be the case of I don't I don't believe in the one at all. But I think it's still be the case of someone. It could take one person to change your mind. And like that's all it takes. It could, I could one day see someone think, well, actually, fair. Like I'll give it. Yeah, a go. because I mean, in my own experience, there was someone that was for years into their thirties said I've never once ever considered romantic attraction or love. But and then I met, uh, for sake of anonymity, da da da, <laughs> and um, suddenly that changed everything. Suddenly I'm a firm believer in love, and I want everything with you. Mm. Yeah, I think it depends on the person and the situation. I think it's just what experience you have as well. Like, I've never been in a situation where it's come up, really, because, I mean, I've never had anyone crush on me, really. There was what was one kid in year 10 who sent me a love letter. Really? <laughs> yeah. There was also a guy at uni. Yeah, there was a guy at uni. Um, who who you, you were very, very unsure of because you thought he liked you quite a lot. He did. And and you kind of, um, you were very, this is the thing, she was really kind of sceptical about it. You you were really like, what do I do? Was, I remember this at the time. You were really, yeah. you, were, you were pranging about it like quite quite badly. It was, it was that situation where I thought, okay, do I give this a go? But. I don't know if I want to, but I think I also, um, I wasn't thrilled about it because he wasn't my type of person. I knew, I know my people, mm. like, I know the type of people I want to be around and he just wasn't, I mean, nothing against the guy, but, like, he was very much just a different, different type of person, you know what he's I mean? Listening, like, he, he's listening, crying his eyes out. He's absolutely destroyed. <laughs> 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 I mean, just, just... Do you hear just, that? Just that, that sound of a heart breaking. To that. That's, I mean... No, just, just to you, purely... You like, animal. Just to, <laughs> unbelievable. Just, you just, let him down like this. 
This was like four years ago. Um, Can you hear that? Just... I mean, just just to trope it, okay, just for a minute. He was very much one of those guys who he look at a girl and he's used to girls falling at his feet. And like he was one of the, I think he was very much one of those like sporty types and he would always like try on with girls and like I wasn't okay. interested anyway. Um, but I just knew he wasn't the type of person I wanted to be around. Like I didn't right. I didn't get that oh we could be friends. I mean this kind of goes back to the whole spectrum because there is I mean the the, the titles actually escape me, which is very bad. But um there is a part on the spectrum where you don't feel anything more than like friendship until you get to know them and it's personality first and then you then you develop feelings like that's part yeah. of the spectrum the names really escape me but it's, it's on episode but, one um but i think that for me that's i don't think that i don't think it can be applied to all straight people but i think it definitely applied to me i personally is always first for me mm. I don't know if that's obviously asexual is completely different, but I think with straight, I think personality is. I think you can have the makes initial, the person. If, I think if, you if can have the sense. initial attraction to someone, but you won't fall in love with them until you think they've got an amazing personality. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's just. I mean, just bring about the characters for a minute. I know I don't remember that TV show, but it's happened in a few of them where this character sees someone and they're so become so besotted with someone just because of their their looks and they they think that they are that someone. I mean, me it's and Alice. Fake though, isn't it? Um, me and Alice, who was in episode one, we had a conversation about this after we finished our episode, and we're going to do a whole episode about how. It's the idealism that we see someone and we automatically build a personality around what we want them to be. Mm. And there's a whole thing. We're going to go have a whole episode about this. But we were talking about Paper Towns. I don't know if you've read it or seen it. I know of it. Yeah, see, I'm conflicted on Paper Towns. It just, you know, you know what I'm getting at. It's, it's the same... It's, it's just the fact that, obviously, Quentin, the whole girl next door thing, he built up this whole idea about who she was by yeah. the little snippets of time right. he spent with her and how much he liked her because of her looks and what his ideal of her was. But when it came to actually knowing her, she was completely different, but yet he still he still felt something, I think. Yeah, but I think this is interesting. You bring this up, right? This is what we, we, we talk about, um, the Pixie Dream Girl. Basically, oh, uh, Paper Towns is basically um, that that is where the quote comes from. She 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 loved mysteries so much she became one. Wasn't mm. that from Skins? No, no. Oh no, you're no, right. This, is, this is, is from Paper, Paper Towns. Towns, and it's I mean, the same as Five Hundred Days of Summer. If there's a yeah, you fall in love with the idea of someone, and we've all done it. I've done it. I, yeah, I, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I I mean, yeah, we've had conversations about this. You put someone on a, on a fucking pedestal. And yeah. um, I mean, you end up you end up redoing really yourself in because sure, you, you I do mean, like everything it, you can to fit their mold. If there's anyone that knows, so much. there's anyone that knows anything about Pixie Dream Girl, c'est moi. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> this guy. But again, it's, it's the same with me. But I, as you say, it's the idea. Mm. It's the idea of, of of this of this person, and it, it, it's so damaging. I think to to it, it's not just exclusive to uh, a boy falling in love with a girl. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. And it's, I think it's damaging it, to both parties because suddenly the girl has this to live up to if they choose to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Can I also add I, that this is very much the same with friendships as well. This, I mean, I've had yeah. this with It doesn't yeah. have to necessarily be romantic. No, obviously it's more associated nah. with romantic because people will, I think, are coded to more about the romance with it. But it can be the same with people. I think especially when 
I mean, just a little bit about social media in terms of like you can see people and you think that they're amazing by what they post, and you meet them personally. Like, it's actually, like influencers. Yeah. They're just humans as well. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You cannot hold them uh, to a specific standard in your head. You need. Um, if you don't know them really, mm. you don't know them. Yeah. And it is this whole. It is this whole pixie dream person. Mm. It's like you literally see him and it's, it's literally like 500 days of summer. It's like, literally, he walks into an elevator or lift, we say in England. <laughs> don't <be laughs> I don't know American. why I said that. Um, and it literally, she walks in and she goes, Smith, I like Smiths. And then he falls in love. It's like, I mean, that because would, she likes the Smiths. I mean, that would do it for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a great band. <laughs> but um, I, I've definitely been in a situation where someone is like something I like. And I and and I've I've taken that to the extreme. Yeah, I I, 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 actually, I know for a fact. I actually remember when I was in high school. I always used to think like, we we both like the same music, or we both like this. Why don't we give it a crack? You know, like it yeah. just it it felt at the time perfectly natural, even though it was an entirely unnatural, strange yeah. thing to wish for. And it is unnatural because you, you then expect the other person to be like, wow. He also, or she also likes the same thing as me. Wow, we must be destined together. Yeah. No, because it depends on the feeling. If she's, if she or he's, is, um, even indifferent on the idea, or just like, oh yeah, he likes his miss. That's cool. But I think it is that idea of someone being so high up in in your estimation, mm. and I guess is that the same as falling in love. No. Or is falling in love with the idea of someone? This is what I'm trying to say. Like, are you, do you think it's... I mean, trying to conceptualise falling in love is... It's, it's, it's fucking difficult. I mean, but I could... Be, we could be here all night on the philosophical <laughs> debate of what love is. See, this well, is interesting. Well, what do you think love is? Oh, my God. I mean, that's such a big no, question. In, oh, in, in, like, just, like, a broader term. I generally don't know if I could answer you that I mean, right now. just to add, add into this, I grew up thinking that love wasn't real. I grew up with the definitive thought that the only real love in life is fiction. That I didn't think love existed in real life because I never had that I never had that feeling. I didn't have that um any any type of feeling towards another person in terms of those what we call it love. It's just the chemicals, isn't it, that that gives you the reaction. Yeah. I grew up for the longest time thinking that love was just in fiction. Oh, you were saying about um, uh, love being um, for Cam started going to sing song. Um, uh, love being something that um, oh, you put it really good a minute ago. Um, oh, what did you say? Sorry. Was... Um, I I grew up thinking a that... fiction. That was it. Yeah, love was only in fiction. Yeah, love was only in fiction. But again, and this is my other question. Uh, it's not really another question. It's the same topic we already kind of discussed about nature and nurture. But I know for a fact. Do your mum and dad listen to this, by the way? No, not 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 currently. <laughs> your your parents. Yeah. In they, terms of it, because obviously you probably turned to fiction for love because you never got it when there's <laughs> like in your household. Do you know what I mean? Like you you never got it um like up front. When um, when you were a child, when you were living, because um, you just didn't. This I'm just gonna bring this back to. Um, I'm not gonna get too much into this in case they do ever listen. For a hell of an awkward conversation. Um, 
but I'm going to bring this back to that was very much more in terms of me feeling different to everyone else I mean I think part of it is asexual part of it is just because I am I mean I wouldn't call myself the black sheep of the family but I am one who has different views in the world I believe in different things I want different things I mean I think in ways they were very much traditional people and what they want they they wanted the I mean like separately together whatever they they wanted that family unit and everything else what I wanted just to go out and do things on my own I wanted to do my own thing it was very much the feeling of I feel so different from everyone else in this household and people don't understand me the way I need to be understood because they just don't they're not like me and I found people who were like me in fiction and this is kind of going back to what I was saying about how it felt so good to have people around me eventually growing up that were like me in terms of they saw the world the way I did, especially with like the nerdy side and how big of an impact that was on my life. Yeah. Um I think we've gone really off topic here. Um I've got another question that leads quite perfectly into that. Yeah. Saying about um uh fiction and like asexuality and how you you just said whatever that was, like, you know, the parents and you applying to fiction and things like that. Um, with there's only I've only I can only think of one instance where I've seen asexuality on screen. Yeah. And that is the eunuch from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Obviously, we spoke about it last time with the um, Mbari. Yeah. From Babylon Five, but that's only this the only in I guess mainstream mm. media where I've seen on screen. Someone who's asexual because he does identify as asexual. He says yeah. I'm not interested in it either. He's a eunuch. He's he's literally his fucking cock removed. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Part of my French, but he has. <laughs> he's, he's 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 literally not got anything, and um he has he he's not. They ask him, don't they? He's like, mm. do you like little boys? Because it's like you know, it's fantasy realm. And he's like, yeah. No, he's like, do you like girls? And he's like, no. The whisper of birds, isn't it? Mm. So it's the only only instance I've ever seen of an asexual person on screen. Mm. Do you think there's lack of representation Definitely. for asexuality? Definitely, I, mean, I, th- I think I've spoken about this in like a little bit in every one, but I really I want to be able to change this if I can. Like mm-hmm. I said, beginning, I mean, not to talk on my own book, but like I I wrote the main character as asexual because I knew how to write that, and it's also not. It's not mainstream. And I know I said this before, but if I'd had a representation when I was younger, oh my God, like things would have been so much clearer and it would have been a lot less isolating in terms of like figuring out who and what and everything yeah. else. But I think also it's really important to make it but so it's not a big deal. Like I completely am for all these like coming out stories and, you know, like the film The Prom last year without the whole like she wanted to bring girls to prom but the town said no. Obviously that was great. Um, I've seen that. It was just a cheesy musical, but it was kind of good. Okay. Um, you know, there's so many, like the whole Love Simon thing. There's so many coming out. Ones, oh, like, Love Simon was good actually. Yeah. I thought I that was overrated, that. That was... but that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> I do think it needs to be there, but also not shoved on people's faces. I feel I, I like I'm so for the whole coming out stories, but yeah. I feel like that's What's... all. That's all being gay has become is coming out stories and being accepted, which obviously they should be accepted and the coming out should is a big thing for some people, but I feel like yeah. it just needs to be common knowledge. Like, I'd love to have a series where characters just say sexual and it comes up in terms of people can know about it and know what it is and know the spectrum. And she's just there. But it's, yeah, it's just yeah. there. It's not the main focus. There's another story going on 
it's background noise, but background noise you can understand and pay attention to. Well, I, 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 I agree with that. I think coming out now is this massive thing, and I think it shouldn't be. Mm. Like, if, you, if you're gay, lesbian, something, um, pansexual, bisexual, any sexuality... Who cares? I mean, it was like when also. Well, why is it such a big thing? Like, you don't well, come you out straight, do you? You don't come out straight. No. I'm very glad, lucky that in my household, that it wasn't a big deal when my sister came out as bisexual. It came out by sheer coincidence during conversation, and we all just went, hmm, nice one, and carried on. And that's it wasn't, I'm... exactly, it wasn't like this big song and dance. Yeah, that's what most things should be like now. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I do... That is what coming out should be like. Yeah, I do want to do a whole episode about coming out because I think it's such an interesting thing to talk about because obviously everyone has different experiences. It's something that people build up for years. Some people just decide to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I did a big... Obviously, coming out for me was a big thing because obviously ACE isn't really a known thing. I'd, I wasn't nervous to come out because I didn't think people would be accepting. So obviously, I trusted my friends. I came out on on Instagram. Mm. um, And obviously, you know, people you know, follow me you there. You remember that. Yeah, and I think I did that because I was finally ready to understand it myself. And I think I'm, I don't remember exactly thing I said, but I think I put on there, like, I don't want this to be a big deal. Because it wasn't a big deal. I put it out there because, obviously, I started this and it was the perfect lead-in. Mm. Um, because how can I talk about asexuality when I'm not out as an asexual? Um, but I hate the term but, coming out. Yeah, it is a good question, though. Because asexuality, when you came out, I think it's different. I mean, about being really offensive. No, no. I think it's different when you come out as um, uh, gay or um, pansexual or, or I bisexual. Almost, I always but, wonder if it's a subject you and I don't really have much authority to talk on because, as you say, as straight people, it's not again, something we've yeah, had to pro- do. Pro- probably not, but I guess we're just asking our opinion on stuff. Mm. So I feel no, like no, I've fine. got sure, go on. free reign to go on. But, um, like, because um, obviously, like, when you come out as gay or bi, uh, or pansexual, or whatever, it's a sexual preference. Is it is it different when you come out as asexual? Because it's, it's like you haven't got a sexual preference because you you yeah. don't care about sex. Uh, or do, do you know what I mean? And about sounding really offensive. No, 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 that no it's fine. No, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't want to piss anyone off. <laughs> no, right? it's fine. I mean, it's all it's all opinions, but I don't. Everyone's like, well, he said what? I know. What? <laughs> Callum loves French in case you can't guess. Um, <laughs> no, I think it, I think it was a lot harder because people don't know what it is. This is the thing I think I talked about it before. I don't know if it was on and off camera. I keep saying camera, you know, it's a microphone. Um, I think it's different because people don't know what it is. Obviously, you come out as gay and everyone knows what you're talking about. You come out as bi, everyone knows yeah. what you're talking about. Even yeah. pan and stuff, people know what you're talking about. You come out as ace and there'll always be someone going, excuse me, what? Well, I suppose that's because yeah. it hasn't quite had the same attention in Yeah, years. and I think I spoke about this a yeah. lot. I think it was my episode with Steph. I don't actually don't remember. Um, but we were talking about how um, being ace is different. I think it was with Steph, actually. And... Basically, we were saying people struggle to understand because they don't know what it's like to not feel it. It's like, yeah. I couldn't say to you, either of you, like, oh, you know, it's like when you see someone and you don't feel anything, even though everyone else thinks that they're like amazingly yeah. attractive. You physically, you can't know what I'm talking about because you no, don't feel it. I can't even no, begin. I just cannot begin to even begin like, No, that, that's the thing. Well, that, well that, I was, yeah, I mean, leading on to my, my other question, do you think... Um, uh, language uh, revolving around um, asexuality. Like, well, I remember when we first had conversations about it, like a long, <laughs> a long time, time ago. Um, 
I remember using the phrase, and maybe it's probably not appropriate now, because I know you're asexual, but it's probably not. It's probably quite offensive language. Isn't it? I, I, I literally said, how can you not be into anything? I don't think it's offensive, Is there, no. I mean, I guess, it, I, mean, I mean, it's up to you if it's, I'm, I'm not asexual, it's up to you if it's, to what it deems offensive or not. But like, do you think there are phrases that are kind of like, I guess derogatory towards asexual people? Like, how can you not be into someone? Surely you've got a set of preference. Surely this. Do you know what I mean? Like, is there any, like, what's the language of asexual? Do you think it, that, do you reckon that? I know, you know what you mean. Yeah. I, I don't know, honestly, because I don't, I personally don't find it offensive. I don't find anything offensive because people are not educated on it. They don't, they're not going to be able to ask you questions without coming across as offensive if they don't understand. It's lack of education. It is. I think yeah. it's lack of understanding as well. Because, I mean, like I just said, you physically, you can't know what it's like to not fancy anyone, not have that attraction. I think when you, when you don't have the capacity to, to understand it on that level, as much as you understand like, the concept, like, it's the same thing with me. Like I can't go, well, how, how can you fancy those people? I don't understand. Like I used to always say, I don't believe enough because I don't understand it. I guess that's not offensive to us because it's normalised. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Because, and we'd be like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I don't like them because of this. Yeah. Whereas with you, it's like, it's what I guess it cuts deeper. Because you're like, hang on a minute, I don't actually find anyone attractive. Yeah. It's my sexual preference. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I don't find anything offensive because people don't know. I mean, I don't see how they could be offensive. Obviously, it's just, it's personal preference. If someone called me anything, like, say I was weird or not, I'd be like, well, it's just your difference of opinion. Like, I'm not going to yeah. not gonna go cry over the fact that you don't understand something. Yeah, though. Do, do you think um, asexuality is a sexual preference? This is where it gets confused with celibacy. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Because obviously yeah. celibacy is the, is like the choice. It's the vow of I'm not going to have sex with anyone. I'm not going to have that with anyone. That's a choice. For I mean, I don't, I can't speak for obviously anyone because I'm not celibate. But like the difference there is that people there they could they could be asexual as well, and but they could still take the vow and then they go they fall under the like the celibacy whatever you want to call it for religious reasons yeah it's, um, Usually. I don't know mm. um, I've only ever seen one character be who was celibate but she was doing it to be stubborn I think <laughs> <laughs> um, she's from Unreal when we, when we live together I'll make you watch it um, all the way through and you'll see <laughs> um, but yeah this is where it, people get confused we'll see they think that oh you know you're just celibate because you don't want to have sex no <laughs> it's not I didn't take a vow saying I'm never going to do it I mean, yeah. some some people could, but obviously, if you if you don't, you're not attracted to it. You're probably not gonna try it. I think this is where people get confused, and they they there's a term like celibacy, and people because they think that they understand it, they'll use it as an example. We use things as examples yeah. that we understand. Mm. Right. So I guess I guess language does kind of play a part in asexuality. Then. Yeah, I mean, if there's not language uh, to do with asexuality, it must be hard for people to talk about it. People just don't know it's a thing, really. Because like, obviously, uh, being trans isn't a sexual uh, preference. It's, it's, it's uh, I guess, uh, gender uh, gender switch. But they've now got pronouns. Mm. You know, they they and them. But like, it's, I guess it's the language we use mm. as a society um, which helps normalise different things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just more like you said, because obviously, for as long as humans have been around, liking people the whole romance love thing has been so normalised as 
yeah it's a that's way what of, I'm saying it's a way yeah. of life whereas obviously this is very much it's a new thing in terms of it's, I don't think anyone's ever turned around going what if people don't what if people yeah, just aren't into this that's what I mean like all the yeah. language evolves around being straight like I yeah, mean, I mean, uh, of course you would say we do live in a very heteronormative society. That's the one I'm looking for. Thank you, mate. I mean, I feel like I say this in every podcast, but it's what I said in Instruction, in my little introduction to the actual podcast way back when on Valentine's Day. The world is run on money and sex. Tell, yeah. me, tell me I'm wrong. Like, <laughs> <You ain't> wrong. <laughs> I want to tell you you're wrong, but I don't think I can. No. Very, in our modern capitalist society. I, yeah, yeah it's such, yeah. going back to the whole idea of seeing as well, I mean, sorry to bring up school one more time, but it's like even there, you know, from the very young age, you, you're told, okay, you're going to grow up, you're going to get a job, you're going to have a family. I mean, that's what success is deemed as, isn't it? Yeah. You have a family and a well-paid job. Yeah, I think this is changing slightly. It's now moving on to the whole, like, independent woman thing, especially, obviously. That's a whole other conversation for a whole other time. Yeah. But yeah. it's very much in terms of, like, obviously, 10 years ago, just bring it back to fiction because I think there's diseases one. I don't want to talk about the world and politics. <laughs> <laughs> but like you would find characters there, they would only be deemed as successful characters if you know they were strongly independent, but also they still had the the family aspect as well as being successful in their careers. Whereas now you can have characters who are fine on their own all the way through, and it's completely normal without having someone to depend on. Yeah, so I think yeah. we're slowly making that transition, but I think. The whole asexual thing is still very new to people, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere big for a while. I think because people don't have the capacity to understand, I feel like I, I that's think it's the still, problem. I guess for, for mainstream, it's still an unnormal thing. Mm. But I think in education, you you were saying earlier about um, uh, the education side of it. Do you think people there are more asexuals in society? Mm. However, a lot of them don't really necessarily know they're asexual. Yeah, yeah, I think so because obviously you girls grow up thinking that you're the weird one. You, I thought I was just late, late developer to you know everything in my life. Yeah, and this is one of them. I thought I'll catch up. I'll catch up next year. I'll catch up next year. I tell myself that every birthday, every year, I'll catch up this year. I'll have these feelings. I'll be like everyone else soon, and it the soon never comes. And I feel like it do it really depends on where you fall on the spectrum, especially if you fall under the whole you are romantically attracted to someone but not sexually attracted. Do you think, oh, I just don't like it with that person and the spectrum's so wide yeah and it's yeah. like but it's the spectrum is like so you could be into someone romantically but not sexually you could be in someone sexually but not romantically you could be into someone but only after getting to know someone you could be into someone and then fall out of love with them because of the same thing like there's such a broad spectrum it's so sure. hard and i feel like it's so hard because it's not it's not known it's not spoken about and also it does differ from person to person yeah, as well, yeah. which is the other hard thing. Yeah. Have you got yeah, have you got any more questions about being straight before not, we wrap up? Not that I can think of, no. Any more asexual questions? No. I mean there's so much we don't even know. I I I'm still well, I guess we're still newcomers, aren't we? Like to Yeah. To asexuality and Yeah. It's just complicated subject it is i'm sure we'll have another q a at some point because yeah. it's interesting it is i know we went on some tangents well as we always do but i hope well, I, I, think was... that's, I think that's the beauty of it yeah i hope i was able to answer some of your questions mm. I and mean, we used to this all the time don't we but i, I still don't understand it but i'm willing to learn do you know what i mean that's all yeah. And I mean, that's the point of this podcast, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Spread awareness and spread. Um, I think it's a fine place to wrap it up. Well, thank you both very much for coming on. I hope you've had an enjoyable right. time. 
Thank you. It's been great. It's been a great discussion. Yeah, I hope you've learned stuff. I've learned stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have. Good, good. I'm sure we'll, I'm sure there'll be a part two to this somewhere down the line because I'm sure there's more questions to ask. If anyone so. has any questions, by the way, just, you know, let me know. The official Instagram for this is faceace underscore 21. Um, comments and all that. Yeah, any any questions you have for, you know, I mean, anyone, anyone. <laughs> Um, any of us will try and answer it. Been most Sounds desperate. Literally <laughs> anyone. Anywhere. Anyone. Someone reach out. Because there's someone ace out there who's got questions about being straight. Yeah, you true. Know. Exactly. If there's any ace people listening, I think they're ace. Fucking get on board. Yeah. This is a, this is a, a space ace. <laughs> Safe place. That didn't kind of work, did no, it? No, it didn't. I feel like you've been trying to make that joke for I a while. I pissed that one up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, that was awful. <laughs> It's um, bad and you should feel bad. I feel bad for that one. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on from that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you very much for joining again. Um, yeah, well, as you said at the beginning, next episode, I think we're going to do another cap study. We're going to do drama from Expanse. Yeah. Which would be good Oh, I'm so looking forward to that one. <laughs> We've got so I was so much to say. So much to say. But yeah. Um, yeah, thank you both again. Um, very good, very good episode, very fun day. Cheers. All been very good. Yes. Very, very day. Um, oh, I'm so bad at wrapping these things up. You are. <laughs> yeah, I'll get there eventually. It's, it's, it's starting. It's easy. Ending. It's really hard. It's your, um, po- it's your podcast, mate. I know. I'll get there. I'm only on episode six. Okay, by episode ten, I would have nailed it. But I've still got episodes to do that. Um, so yes, everyone. Um, thank you for listening. Closing line. Happy Sunday. <laughs> I've had the closing line. That's fine. Stop interrupting, <laughs> and we might get. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, happy Sunday. Hope you've enjoyed this. Subscribe if you want to hear more. Follow the Instagram. Follow me. Buy my book. You know. Um, that's another thing. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, until next time, Space Ace out. Space Ace.